You are listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome, everyone, to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board-certified plastic surgeon. Well, you know, when we're talking about hair transplants and doing things with hair, Obviously, one of the first questions that people, just like you, always ask me is, is is there a way to do all this without having an actual hair transplantation? Is there a way to do it non-surgically? And let's be honest, whenever we're talking about plastic surgery procedures, I usually tend to lead with non-surgical ways of trying to achieve the same results or something that I would say is minimally invasive. Well, we have stumbled upon a couple of very interesting ways to try to make this happen. And over the years, there have been a lot of studies in different ways to try to create a healthier scalp, a healthier environment, so that the hair follicles that are still there and growing could do so in a, in a space, in an area that's going to be much more vibrant. The hair would be much more luscious. The hair would be thicker. The hair would be just better quality hair. Now, we definitely want to make a distinction between if you have bald areas of your scalp, the only way so far to really get that area to be reconstituted, if you will, or, uh, you know, a rebirth of hair is to bring it from a different location on your scalp where the hair is growing. And that's really the basis for when we talk about hair transplants. We're actually taking the hairs from where they're growing nicely and we're placing it and transferring it to an area that's either empty or has very minimal hair growth. But for many of you that come to see me in consultation, you do have hair still growing in these areas. You still have, you know, possibly a receding hairline, but the hairline still has viable hair follicles. They may be very uh, mini or miniature, like we talk about, miniature uh, hair follicles, or they could just be sparse. But in different parts of your scalp, you will have different degrees of what we would say is a balding pattern. So I'm speaking to all of you out there, which I know is a lot because we've been doing a lot of hair consults, transplants, and what I'm about to tell you is really exciting. So let's talk about one of the most common things that many of you do to try to get your hair to look thicker, better, and to actually just grow. And that's using something called minoxidil. Now, we know that minoxidil, just like a lot of other medications and things like that, initially was used as a hypertensive medication. But what was very, very interesting is to note that the people that were using minoxidil started to have some hirsutism, which means hair growth. 
So as most of you know, this product called Rogaine is a topically applied minoxidil. And what it does is it literally is a liquid that will cause blood vessels to dilate. And when the blood vessels dilate, that reduces the blood pressure and it improves the blood flow as, as well as opening up channels where potassium and other good nutrients can come to an area, oxygen and all the nutrients that hair follicles need to really flourish. Well, much like reducing this blood pressure and dilating the blood vessels, what if I told you that by injecting Botox into the scalp, we can do something very similar? Now, I know at first most of you are thinking, oh, great, another you know way to use Botox. But listen up, because there are studies that support this very heavily. There is a theory called the scalp tension theory of hair loss. And a Canadian researcher many years ago, probably in 2010, started looking at the concept that the scalp, as you know, is a very tight, tight environment. The skin over top of the scalp is very tight, right underneath the scalp of the, right underneath that skin of the scalp, there's a subcutaneous tissue that's very, very dense as well. But immediate, immediately beneath that, there's a muscle called the galea muscle. So follow me for a minute. Just like Botox is injected elsewhere on the face and other parts of the body to kind of make those muscles relax and go to sleep, for four to six months. What if I told you that by relaxing the scalp tension, we're going to improve blood supply to the scalp. We're going to encourage nutrients to be able to be funneled into those little baby hair follicles that all of us want to maintain and nourish and make it so that they don't fall out. They don't become fibrotic, meaning they don't start to get withered and old because of a lack of blood supply, nutrients, oxygen, etc. So just like when you're watering your flowers or your grass outside, you know that if you're not bringing a good quality water and other supplements to the grass or to the plants, it starts to get dry. They start to look old. They don't look very healthy. They don't look supple. Very similarly, Hair follicles that don't have a good blood supply will also take on that kind of a look. And over the course of many years, especially if you have the genetic predisposition or the genetic propensity to have a balding pattern, and you know that we always talk about this Norwood classification or this Hamilton Norwood classification of male pattern balding. And if some of you don't know what that is, I would love for you to look that up. You can either Google it and you'll see that if you're in the class between uh, Roman numeral two and Roman numeral four, in that Norwood Hamilton classification, 
you are in that space where things like minoxidil or Rogaine, things like Botox injections, things like PRP injections will definitely work for you because you still have viable hair follicles in a lot of these areas. Now, as you get further along this Norwood Hamilton classification of balding, then it becomes a little bit more difficult to say that some of these treatment options are going to work for you. That's where maybe a hair transplant is going to be the only method that's really going to do something that you would be excited about. But for everyone else that's listening, and even very young people, I've been seeing a lot of you young people coming in for consultations on this kind of thing because you're starting to notice the hair loss. You're starting to notice, you know, you're looking at your parents, you're looking at your your heritage, of what that hair pattern is going to look like and you kind of want to you know arrest it you want to kind of stop it in its tracks if possible and what i'm saying to you is that botox injections into the scalp again every 3 to maybe 2 to 3 times a year will help reduce the tension in that area and listen What's so exciting about this is that once we really started to look into the data and the research behind this, what we were obviously able to see is when there is scalp tension, just like in other areas of the body, a pro-inflammatory sequence of events starts to happen. There starts to become this cascade of events that happen when you have tension in a muscle and your scalp has this galea muscle. So if you have a lot of scalp tension and some people that even have tension migraine headaches know exactly what I'm talking about. This inflammatory response is triggered and the things that get brought to that area like your scalp are all the things that would inhibit blood flow. It would inhibit the nutrients to come there. And therefore, you start to see more and more thinning hair. You start to see underneath the skin, if you took a biopsy of it, you could see that there's more fibrotic tissue, meaning scarred tissue, in that area. So, to make a very long story with this shorter than I guess it could be, Botox injections into the scalp may be a really great way for you to demo to see if you could really make your scalp healthier. Now, again, I'm not saying that you would have to eliminate using Rogaine. I'm not saying that PRP doesn't also play a role in trying to unlock growth factors and other things in your scalp to make things very healthy. But I am saying that this could be another tool in our toolbox to try to stimulate better quality hair, better hair growth without doing a surgical procedure. Now, a couple other things that I wanted to mention about hair is what's become extremely popular in the Hollywood scene, social media is doing eyebrow hair transplants. And just like anywhere else on your scalp or on your face, like if we're doing a beard uh, transplant of hair, it works. The, the concept is, 
exactly similar to what we talk about when we do a regular hair transplant, which is you want to harvest the follicles very elegantly and you want to place them in a very artistic fashion to get the exact shape and thickness that you would want that brow to look. Now, many of you are thinking, what are you talking about? Like, why would I want to do this? Well, let me give you some reasons of, um, and these are actual patients that have had these things happen. And this is why you would want an eyebrow transplant. The first is just continued, persistent, and overplucking of that area for years. You just may have a small section that just doesn't grow hair anymore. How about just genetically thin brows? How about you had a bad tattoo at one point and you want to use this hair transplant of your eyebrows to cover or mask the bad tattoo of your brows? Some of you have had a trauma or some scarring in that area and you know as well as I do, once you start to have that, you may have either an odd shape to the brow or you may not be able to grow hair through that because of that scar that's there. And some of you, of you that are just on certain medications or other kind of medical reasons for some hair loss. So the key is to just have this design created in such a way that's very elegant and it's restoring that shape that you may have always wanted and you may have had at a younger age, but at some point you just started losing some of the hair that was there. So again, so many of you are coming in talking about different things about your hair. I just want to make sure you know that we're doing so much research on this. We're trying to stay ahead of the curve and understand everything that's available and out there to make it better for you to have the best quality hair and the most hair that you would like in a very elegant fashion. You've been listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution, and I'll be back speaking with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Keep listening, looking great, and feeling better.